Welcome to the 5G Techvitory podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. Thank you guys, I can't quite see you. It's very dark uh, up, in the, up in, the, in the back and very bright in here. Uh, we have 40, about 44 minutes to discuss some of the issues and with us safe and sorry. Uh, we'd like to uh, welcome everybody in, in, the, in the audience to send questions. There's no risk for you guys. You're just safe. No risk there at all. No one's going to know your name, your last name, and whether your public skill, speaking skills are good or bad is just all anonymous, but we'll be happy to have energy and room from that. We have three stages for our conversation. Uh, we'll get a bit of intro of what you do in terms of um, digitization in your respective institutions. We're going to move to the good stories where you can sort of... Uh, uh, see, uh, see the benefits of that. Uh, we're going to move to the so perhaps uh, more risky uh, interfaces and in instances where things have gone not the way they planned, but perhaps uh, good learnings from that. Mm. And then we're going to move um, to more specific culture issues. I, I, being an anthropologist, I believe culture defines quite a few things the way we work. So questions on uh, private culture, corporate culture, and digitization, innovation, and then public culture. So we have all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start from that, and then we'll probably uh, take some questions. Uh, as I said in our, in our pre-panel uh, hearing and conversation, I would like us to just be uh, as open as possible, whether your corporate policy allows to share a sort of uh, pitfalls uh, to make this uh, time as productive as possible, as well as interactive among each other, so we would have a productive time together for the audience. On, on that... Um, on that note, uh, shall we begin uh, from Estonia? In our minds, Estonia is doing everything 50 years ahead of us. So let's see uh, what it looks like from Estonia inside, some Ministry of Economics and Digitization. Uh, perhaps let's see uh, where do you stand in the general architecture of things and how have you been moving on with digitization? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, actually, uh, right now we are actually forming or or writing our new strategy, and uh, yeah, you told that we are like 50 years. Uh, <laughs> this is what we think, obviously. <laughs> Before, Who knows if it's maybe 15, 15. But let's see. And, uh, that's very humble of you. Just 15, <laughs> f- just 15 years ahead of everybody else, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. And and until now, I think so that we are really have built quite a good working digital society. But now, we would like to go forward step forward and, and, and now we are thinking and writing and dreaming about the personalized state and it doesn't mean that it have to be only in digital channels but uh, uh, using different technological possibilities we are now trying to rebuild the, un- mm, how to say, mm, mm, sort of new new society so that everybody is involved and everybody can be um, can use uh, public services for example when you are not uh, very good in com- your computer skills are not very good it, in estonia it means that you are a bit of trouble when um, using uh, public services but instead of that we should use for example ai mm. so that the people who are not uh, so highly skilled in uh, digital, they can use, for example, phone, and then AI can really uh, be sure that, okay, it's you, and you can make all your things via phone call, for example. This is the third minute, third minute of a conversation. We have a personalized state. 
We have AI, uh, and in trouble if you're out of, out of the loop. And in new society, and this is the third minute of the panel. I'm quite keen to, to hear more of that. Now, let's, let's move on. Um, from Estonia, let's go. we're going to go back to this. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is very interesting. But I just want to get some room from the Finland. Kalitam, uh, let's let's see where where are we in in terms of uh, your profile? Yes. Uh, so, city of Tampere is the second biggest city of Finland, and uh, that gives us some sort of obligation to aim to be as a forerunner in uh, digitalization. Um, we are also a smart city. Uh, we are, uh, or we are, want we want to be smarter city, and in the future we want to be like wise city, um, and that's why we are uh, building our infrastructure at the moment uh, towards Sig G, and uh, also uh, we launched um, the very first, very first um, uh, metaverse vision uh, in spring. Um, and by the way, now the Finnish government is uh, launching uh, their own uh, metaverse strategy. So we were kind of a forerunners in that sense as well. Um, um, we are currently building digital twins. Uh, we are exploring how, how we can utilize the digital world more efficiently, how we can engage citizens. Uh, through digital twins um, in, in urban planning, uh, in collecting information, sharing their experiences from the, from the, uh, from the environment. Um, and uh, that goes back to the city planners table. And they can also use the digital twins uh, as their working tool. Um, and then something happens and then we are all of a sudden in the metaverse and that's also um, very much about uh, citizen engagement and how we mm. get people involved because uh, we want to get everybody on board and uh, that no, no one's left behind. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, move on, uh, Iveta, to Latvian Ethnic Development Agency. The, what's in the pipeline? What interesting projects are we having and where the digitization makes sense in, in your case? Okay, hello everyone. Uh, thank you for having me as a panelist. Glad to be here again on the stage of 5G. And uh, yeah, as an agency, we are closely connected to uh, digitalization in many ways. Uh, we are responsible for public uh, support instruments, including digitalization grants. And digitalization is uh, also essential in other public support uh, programs because uh, it is not a choice. It is uh, a necessity for survival in almost every field of, of activity to increase productivity, to increase export, uh, via this increased productivity. And uh, yeah, let's say now we are in the stage of, of digital transformation and, and of course uh, this process is the new normal for almost uh, every company and I believe that uh, many of us are in some stages of or some sub-stages of digitalization, of digital transformation. And uh, yeah, it uh, involves improving and restructuring business processes, but uh, this story is not only about technologies. This is as well as um, about how to change uh, companies' internal processes, employees' mindset, and uh, the model of how things have worked. 
and yeah, and as to our agency to improve the experience of businesses in using different services, we have created a state aid platform for entrepreneurs, uh, www.business.gov.lv. <coughs> This is a personalized tool where companies can find information on various uh, sectors they are interested in, get an overview on, of state aid services, and they can apply as well um, for support via this, uh, this platform. And we are already working on the platform's uh, first development, so-called version 2.0, um, expanding uh, uh, the range of services. It means that in the um, nearest future, not only services provided by the Investment and Development Agency will be available there, but we will add there also services which might be useful for, for, for entrepreneurs. Mm. And uh, in our, our ambition is also to use uh, AI solutions uh, in, in, in these further developments. And yeah, what else? As an institution, we are also interested in, develop in developing our internal digital solutions to speed the processes and become more, um, more efficient. And we have successfully implemented CRM, um, where we collect data online on what is going on in expert promotion and mm -hmm. investment attraction. And yeah, um, one short uh, notice about our next goal, it is uh, in digitalization, uh, it is to automate, uh, automate automate or to go towards automation of the process of of evaluating support um, requests okay okay uh we're going to go back to that what does digitization mean and how do we know if we arrived is there some maturity degree of level in digitization so when are we digital enough all this yes. tet being a large player in this country okay. perhaps not just the country in the baltics in general your journey your best shots well, uh, honestly, to say we, we are business uh, and we are developing solutions and uh, actually we are a group of talented people experimenting with different kinds of technologies and trying to combine them and make it to one solution. So our uh, mission is to bring technology to businesses, to public sector and to make good services uh, for our clients, first of all, and in general for society. So we just uh, are at the end phase of our digital transformation. Inside. Uh, inside, final phase. It took uh, a bit longer as we expected. And how long is that? How is that? Two years, uh, four like years? Like one year, uh, one year more than we expected. And we expected like 2.5 years somewhere. And it uh, costed a little bit uh, more as we expected. <laughs> as usual. And it turned out at the end that we implemented a bit different solution we imagined ourselves at the beginning. A little so, longer, a little uh, more expensive, and a little different. And a little just different. Like, just like life. So it's, uh, it's actually, the question is about your ability to adapt to changing situation. Because like, let's take uh, nine months back, nobody knew a word combination chat GPT at all. Yeah? And now <laughs> it's there, and now it's changing, and now it's yep. expanding to like 27 different kind of specific solutions. So our... Uh, task is to adapt to new reality, adapt to new technology, use it, and then combine it with other uh, unexpected uh, data sources and other technologies you can have. And also, we are experimenting on smart cities. We just launched this 
automatic, automated panel who can detect air quality, temperature, wind direction, call, micro parts in the air and something else. So there's new technology coming every week. So the question is how fast we are, how innovative we are to combine it to other uh, technology available today for us. Which is an interesting point where the technology is really there. The question is how uh, fast and quickly can we adapt it yes. and uh, incorporate it in our working culture and then help others. As, as you said, we're a bunch of talented people trying to help public sector and private sector. Uh, speaking of which, uh, let's go back to, uh, to Tallinn and, and Estonia for a bit. So these three really, uh, I would say, uh, ambitious terms, a new society you're trying to build here with this, uh, with this new affair, trying to not uh, bypass anyone who might be left behind, uh, and uh, using AI and the notion of, um, let me go back to that, personalized state. At least one of those three I'd like to tackle in, in, your, in your next uh, couple of minutes. So let's start with the most intriguing one. Personalized state. What does that mean? That sounds equally intriguing and a little creepy too. Yeah. I would like to have my state perhaps not so personalized. Yeah. How about Estonian state? How personalized is that going to be? Actually, it's a good question. I have to admit. Actually, I think that until now we have uh, designed services mm. We are using more and more service design, and actually we are designing services for some target groups, but instead of that, we really should design service for this special uh, individual. So no longer groups, but one by one, like, yes. a, like a tailor. Uh, yeah, tailor-made, but yes, we have to be uh, really, uh, how to say it, still people should uh, trust the state and we cannot uh, use the data on bad way or mm. use the data too much, etc., etc. There, there might be, should be special boundaries, in, but still we can make quite many things better than they have been until now. Uh, so, and yes, I know that personalized state, it might sound a bit creepy, it might uh, sound like Orwell or something uh, like that, but we just have to know our limits and uh, really take into account what and how really uh, people really uh, feel, because what is very good is that uh, Estonians really trust uh, e-services, mm -hmm. and uh, there is uh, no problem that uh, I'm I voting or, or et cetera, et cetera. For example, uh, last year we had uh, elections, more people were I voting than going to the uh, offices. So, so when, when you say people trust that, I have two questions to dial back. First one, uh, obviously, uh, if you guys are thinking about, and when I say guys, I mean Estonian state, I don't want to be uh, flippant here, uh, is that you obviously have taken risks and how did you arrive, obviously that's a long question, but if you could give us two or three pointers, how did you arrive at the condition where you are even imagining uh, these kind of services which are no longer dialed on groups, but personalized? So, you know, young people, older people, not the case, but, you know, each age and each gender group might be addressed specifically. How did you address the kind of culture that you can now imagine and create services? That's a really risky, risky enterprise, even for a private sector, not to mention a state institution. Yes, and like I told, that uh, we have to really think what we are doing and have to take into account that actually the data. Uh, right now, I think that uh, we are 
bit thinking that the data belongs to the state, but actually the personal uh, data belongs to the person itself. And we have to really think about the consent services, etc., etc. It might mean that everybody doesn't want to have personalized state okay. and personalized services, but the ones who would like to have it, they have an opportunity to use it. So one conclusion we can draw here, so we're getting, getting more productive here, is that as long as the services meet the need, people are willing to share their data and willing to go that road less traveled and entrust that foggy future to you guys in the state to make sure that their services are being digitized. Is that something of a scenario we're looking at here? Yes. And obviously you're building on success which has been here with e-residency, e-voting and other services. Yes, yes. Back to, uh, back to uh, Tampere. Wise cities, wise citizen, and where, where are we going in terms of the, the, the personnel inside the municipality? How did you get these very special people that are working in Tampere that can create wise cities? Is there some incentive to work for municipality? In other words, work for municipalities, public sector, is not the most prestigious thing, at least not in where we live here. How did you get these talented people to create these fantastic solutions? Well, <laughs> um, I think um, the legacy that we have in the city is that uh, uh, the city directors and the leaders and also the political uh, leaders, uh, there's always been uh, this very good spirit, a very bold spirit uh, to go and try and test something new. I think uh, that is somehow built in uh, into our city DNA. And uh, even though uh, there might be some political uh, quarrels about uh, some issues, there's always some kind of a solution uh, that we can uh, go forward with. Uh, and that boldness is something that we, uh, we thrive our, our success somehow. Um, uh, about how, how getting uh, like very intelligent staff uh, who understands technology uh, and uh, uh, new developments I think um, this is a big challenge for us, uh, to be frank, uh, because um, I think uh, understanding technology uh, is very difficult for uh, public sector uh, staff. And therefore? Uh, because uh, they are not tech, tech people who are working there mainly. Uh, of course, there's ICT units and uh, some, some technical people there but uh, I think that most of the people who are working for the city are like generalists. And I'm living example of a person who is, uh, who is not a tech, tech people. I'm, I'm a bit tech oriented maybe. Um, and I also want to embrace the change, which is obvious, um, which helps. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very difficult for uh, uh, public sector staff to understand all the possibilities that technology has to offer at the moment. And that's why we need more public-private partnership, uh, dialogue between different companies, uh, and also um, active cooperation with the, with the private so sector. Let me, let me go focus on this one. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's just focus on the causalities. One thing you mentioned is the piloting and testing. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about that? How do you encourage the boldness 
to test things which haven't been tried. Some mm -hmm. people say, well, this is for risk capitalists, this is for private sector. We mm -hmm. as public uh, institutions should not be taking risks because, well, that, that may cause taxpayers' funding to be wasted because innovations may not work, like my microphone right now. <laughs> uh, and, and how do you go about that boldness? You know, it sounds great on paper, the boldness, but what does that mean if innovations fail? How do you justify that in, in terms of yeah. state control? How do you go about that instead of citizens? You know, you've yeah. paid someone so many thousands of euros and it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, you know, people and get fired, you know, they get, um, <laughs> what happens then? Uh, yeah, but, and it's always the question like, uh, we're using taxpayers' money. So, um, and the answer to that <laughs> challenge is... is uh, so, um, I think uh, we have it's to... It's a tough question. I, 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 we, can, we can skip that and we can no, discuss No, no, no. I, I was just uh, restructuring my, my thoughts. Um, there needs to be a room for failure. Uh, that's, I think that's the key driver for innovation in public sector. Um, we need to seek external funding for, uh, uh, for innovations. So and by that you mean EU funding? Uh, EU funding, like... Which allows for that. Yeah. So here, here, the way how we go about innovation in public sector is EU funding, which allows for failure. I think it's a, it's a decent takeaway from the conversation. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and yes, um, I think also uh, like internal cooperation, like uh, working uh, across units and departments is, al is also the key thing. thing. A different so working like every culture. Take everybody involved and on board. Okay. Uh, Iveta, uh, back, to, back to Leah, helping to digitize companies, which is your uh, flagship focus. Um, how do you see what have been some of the successes here? How you can say Leah is the is, actually embodies the culture of change, embodies the, uh, the culture of digitization. That you can say, well, this is the before and after you guys have been working. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, if we talk specifically about investment and development agency of Latvia, then a very important step for us uh, um, was to move to a CRM, and um, yeah, this was an essential step to. Um, to the transition to data-driven decision-making. And yeah, um, uh, now we can be more detailed about, about our clients' need, but uh, actually it was quite challenging at the very beginning because uh, we had to change our mindset and to uh, make a habit to enter data on a regular basis in CRM. And, uh, and to link uh, meetings with CRM and clients and to integrate different, uh, different systems. Uh, but yeah, now we can be more detailed about, about uh, targets and, and results achieved. Uh, it means that uh, we can measure uh, our um, input or investment, be it time or money, versus outcome. Uh, we can measure achieved, uh, achieved uh, leads in investment projects or, or uh, uh, reached audience in marketing um, activities or, or, or signed contracts in export deals and, and so on, so on. So we can keep a thing on check regularly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And actually, I believe that main winner is uh, our client as we can offer him or her more, more, more um, uh, specific solutions tailored to their needs at, uh, at uh, that exact stage of, of, of their business plan. Are we moving to personalized state there as well, similar to Estonia? 
So companies in future will have tailor-made solutions. When they call up you, when they call up Leah, and they say, well, I want to digitize my inner workings of my culture. I want to uh, digitize the, you know, my printing press. I want to prejudice my, my, my uh, production line. Will they be able to have a tailored approach from you guys as well before that? Uh, for, for, for this kind is that, of... Is that the future we're looking at? Um, Partly yes, and uh, and uh, I already mentioned that we have a, a state uh, public public uh, aid program uh, grants for digitalization, and actually uh, companies can do all you mentioned through this uh, digitalization grants. It's happening uh, right and, now. And uh, as I already also also mentioned, our our uh, platform for for um, uh, entrepreneurs business business go LV, uh, this platform is also. Um, quite personalized, where we often personalized uh, information for, for companies uh, already tailored for specific markets they are interested in or, or specific, uh, specific business needs or, yeah. The future is bright. All this, some of the takeaways here, uh, three and a half years, a little more expensive than you thought and a little more directional than you expected. What are the best shots you can take from that uh, three and a half year, years of experience of transforming your organization so you can deliver on that? change on that mindset of openness, I would, I would say. Uh, can you share some of the you know, top three things that we can take away that we can install that, install that uh, culture into, into our companies and our working cultures? Well, the good news is that our solution is delivering better results as we expected also, which is uh, part of the success. But uh, uh, the main principle is to stay in open and adapt, as I've already told, and I have some, some good news for public sector. If you are afraid to fa fail, that's why we are here. <laughs> Look for partners, and that's what we are constantly doing. It's normal process for us, because that's the thing we are seeing, at least in Latvia, with public sector. There is uh, not only not EU funds available, mm. there is 725 regulations about how you should follow them and not um, fail yeah, not to fail not to take any risk so so there is definitely some change needed but you can use some partners bigger companies medium-sized companies or startups startups especially are very keen to fail very often <laughs> they love to fail <laughs> they love to fail uh, so well, let's help them and the other thing is that uh, we do believe that uh, public sector uh, don't need such a deep technology understanding, mm. of course, in some departments it's required, but uh, yep. use partners. Yep. In uh, some of our solutions, we have good tech understanding for some part of the solution, but then we use some uh, even smarter companies uh, as we are. Mm -hmm. So they are specialists in some air sensors, some other technology, video analytics, uh, something else, something else word translation from Tilde, some others. So you can join some... Are we saying it's a calculated risk right there? Is it a calculated risk that we're, we're taking? Public sector is partnering up with AI, partnering with companies to make sure that the risks are being calculated and they, they yes. decrease the amount of failure there. Yeah, there is a risk, uh, but uh, it's less risk if I go to the professional dentist instead of uh, trying to find somebody help me without any basic knowledge. It okay. goes for IT security the yeah. same way, it goes for uh, anything the same way. Okay, uh, moving on, um, back, to, back to Estonia here. So is, is, this the, is this the route you guys are following back in Estonia that you do in-house or do you uh, procure a lot of services outside and that is, are these Estonian companies, are the uh, you know, global companies that do the 
implement a vision of personalized state with no child left behind? Actually, that works on both ways. We have uh, IT houses. Uh, we, every ministry in Estonia have, has its own IT house. Uh, we have IT Not houses. Not department, but an IT house. Yes. Is that, is that a peculiar choice of words, or is that there's a meaning behind that? It's, IT house. It's uh, so differ, it's different uh, organization which uh, provides uh, IT solutions uh, okay. to all the organizations uh, in on, uh, one ministry. And <clears throat> uh, we have uh, IT houses where there are the in-house developers and we have quite many of them who don't have almost at all, only maintenance is, um, is uh, uh, what they are doing, but of course we have uh, we are building our uh, services with uh, uh, private uh, sector, and we have done it uh, until uh, the beginning of our e-government, e and I think that actually it works quite well. But yeah, you mentioned procurement. It's uh, sometimes it's not so easy. Not uh, because all, no. uh, yeah, when we used uh, waterfall. It was easy, because mm -hmm. we know what we want, when we want, etc. But now, when we are really trying to be agile, it's not so easy anymore. And uh, yes, sometimes um, the low people say that, ah, there are possibilities, but then it turns out that no, no, no. So can you give us uh, one thing not to do, that we wouldn't be doing that here in Latvia? We would, we would learn from the best and from you guys, and what are the things you've learned the hard way? To, to, to think, well, waterfall was one of them. What else is that we should take away from this conversation? How to not arrive at failures, but to arrive safely on another side? Actually, I think that uh, we were quite technology-driven. But first, you have to think about your user. And after that, what is solution, what is the technology, etc. Because now we are moving uh, to, uh, to this... Uh, uh, vision, but uh, yes, you have to start with the user. So intuitive, user-centric, yes, and all the other issues we're come accustomed to in yes. using Amazon or Apple. No, for example. So basically, the services that we're getting from the public, public should be as intuitive and as easy to use as elsewhere. Yes, uh, that's a that's a that's a tall order, but uh, I think one we should aspire to. Um, okay, back to Tom Petter. What are the things that to take away what we should not be doing. So waterfalls out. Uh, focusing on technology instead of the end user is out. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that you would perhaps add to this list, growing list of uh, not to do or avoid? Um, well, I, I could add like what you should do is that uh, um, build use cases around the technology. Uh, that gives you the possibility to uh, sell uh, the solution. Uh, Is there an example that you could give us that to highlight uh, what you mean? Uh, yeah, for example, um, City of Tampere procured uh, the IoT platform for the for the city like a couple of years back, uh, and uh, now it has been uh, launching and now it's uh, operating, up and running and operating, and uh, basically uh, there's only like a couple of people who know like. What, what the city is doing with the IoT platform. And uh, we, through different projects, we, we can build uh, different use cases. So uh, we can use the IoT platform for 
uh, smart lighting uh, control. We can use it for um, uh, road and traffic, uh, road maintenance, uh, traffic um, uh, censoring, uh, crowdsourcing how people are moving around the city. And it collects all the information, and it's basically up to you how you want to um, visualize the data from, uh, from the IoT platform. So each of these use cases help um, your colleagues to understand, okay, there, there might be something in for me in, in this solution as well. In other words, making technology more human, understandable, mm -hmm. and then uh, use that to sell it either to taxpayers or politicians to fund that project. Is that something along the lines of where we see that? Mm -hmm. Well, this, was that a side? Do you agree or not agree? I'm just trying to watch your body language here. Is that, is that, would you side with, uh, with a comment here from Tampere? Yeah, I, I think Tampere is doing the right thing. They, they have a good result, so why not to learn from them uh, in uh, that do, case? Do you see something along those lines in Latvia? How do we sell new technology? How do we avoid technology as an end result, but a service as an end result? What have been your experiences working back in, in, in Latvia? Oh, I'm not so sad about Latvia like you. I believe we're closer <laughs> to Estonia right. and doing some uh, good things, because uh, I also believe that the uh, task for the public sector or for private sector like, like ourselves is to define the end solution uh, we believe uh, the clients will like to use, love to use, understand it and use it on a daily basis or every day, like parking systems, uh, mm -hmm. some other systems. So is, uh, they are user friendly, everybody likes them. We have two parking systems in uh, Riga, and we both know which one is a good one and which one we don't like to use, really. Is it true? Well, it <laughs> supported by lonely voice from audience. <laughs> Thank you, Walt. Yeah, so if you will develop a really good system, everybody will love it. And then ask your users and don't, don't think too much about what kind of technology, how you interconnect wires or do something else. That's the job of experts. But okay, the job of public sector is to define what is the end solution. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just park here, to use the analogy here, for a minute or two. Uh, let's just take this, take this case. Parking, which is a big issue in our cities, and there's a lot of things that which have gone wrong. And we've had the same, same parking principles for a long time. From your experience, who should define the specification for instances like parking? Should that come from the public, uh, private sector, who say, I have a great solution, buy it from me? Or should it be the, 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 uh, the public sector that says, well, this is what we want, because we saw that in, in working in Tampere or Stockholm or, or Berlin, or both end? <coughs> who wants to take, have a go at that? Um, I think uh, in, in our case, it goes both ways. Uh, sometimes it's the city who determines what we want, and sometimes there's a company who has a great idea and they approach the city and, hey, we want to test this, and let's try this out together. And that is the way how, how cooperation usually starts. And uh, can I help you with that? Yes. Great. Uh, okay, well, so how would you go about that? Sometimes you would think of the specification and procure the service and avoid pitfalls and avoid the risk. Sometimes you would ask solution directly from a company. How do you go about that as a city to avoid sort of uh, taxpayers' money wasting and corruption and other, other sort of uh, scary issues that were going around that? Well, How do you make a competition for a solution? There's only one solution out there. How do you make a competition for that? 
There's only one provider in the market, and mm -hmm. you want the best solution out there. Mm -hmm. Instead of buying yesterday's solution, mm -hmm. you want to buy the best solution, which is current, which is, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, promising. Yep. And sometimes uh, also CD doesn't know wh what it's buying or what it's procuring. And uh, that's why we also need like uh, intensify the innov innovative public procurement and, and the processes related to that. Um, if there's only like one company in the market who is providing the service, uh, well, have an open dialogue with them uh, and challenge them uh, uh, to some extent. Um, but I think that's the way to go then. Okay. Yeah. In other words, what we're saying, we're moving to an age, if we want to see public services being digitized to mm -hmm. good quality, which are intuitive, mm -hmm. user-centric, we have to change the way we as a public are procuring and buying things. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think this is one takeaway from this conversation. Otherwise, we'll stuck to yesterday's solutions, yeah. today's problems, and that's, we don't want that. We don't want the worst possible solutions mm -hmm. because it's just public paying and there's this sort of black box of or procuring. Okay, that's one takeaway, and I think this is where the risk-taking comes in, and the, the mm -hmm. boldness you just mentioned yep. is, is quite important because you have yep. to be able to risk and justify that to mm -hmm. the public and journalists mm -hmm. that you're doing this kind of new approach. Yep. Okay? Anyone commenting on that this is, this is something we'd like to see more of the future? Anyone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Eva. That was a yes. I like that. I like that yeah, yes. Yeah, if I, if I may add that, that in Latvian public administration, probably we have the same problem as the uh, agile approach. The project management is not yet uh, fully established, and we are at, at least uh, from a regulatory point of view working with traditional waterfall uh, style development process, or we, we mixed them together. And, when working on, on our state aid platform, um, actually, um, the biggest challenge was balancing uh, constantly changing external conditions, mm. uh, which required uh, deviations from project and, and from, from procurement. And uh, yeah, so it means that, that we have to, <clears throat> uh, to continue the digitalization process successfully. Public administration needs to adopt, adapt the agile approach uh, um, as much as it, uh, as it is possible. Great. Uh, Kylie, have you, have you adopted this approach? Obviously, you have with okay. personalized state. You, you can procure whatever you want, right, in Estonia, mm, quite yeah, easily. But still, you have to take into account the rules from the EU level. Uh, rules? In Estonia? Yeah. You yeah. haven't too? In Estonia, we have quite many rules and also I thought, laws. I thought, you, I thought beyond that, with the new, new society you're building, you, who needs rules? No, no, no. The rules are needed. Like we, I'm joking, I'm joking. Like we to, uh, talked a bit uh, before, then there are still... New rules? Yeah, maybe new rules, but still rules because nobody, or maybe somebody would like to live in... Lawless society. Yes, but okay. I think that it doesn't look good. So for the next panel, we're going to have in 2024, we're going to have you speaking about the new rules for agile procurement. So that's there. <laughs> uh, guys, we have five minutes. I'm looking at uh, Valdis uh, uh, jumping in with uh, questions from the audience. Is that, is that jumping in or is that oh, moving? Yes. It's, it's a run jump. Great. All right. Um, you can um, ask questions in the platform where the Q&A part is. And there are some questions like... Latvia is quite slow in the digitalization process. DACI ranks 17 in the Digital Economy and Society Index. How could we improve state support in this area? Or maybe there is some we just don't know. 
So that was the question. Is anybody ready to... Who wants to take... How, how can we move up the ranks? How can we digitize processes better? I mean, I think that's a question that we would like to hear from perhaps uh, on, a, on a side. Uh, and, Estonia, and Finland? And also, sorry, uh, there's also the comment, because working with uh, state institutions, for example, or with municipalities, they're quite digitalized. They were actually first ones moving into the paper exchange, uh, in my business at least, working with the companies. Which is a compliment. Absolutely. Trust. Great. Uh, I can comment on this. Um, uh, we need to educate people. We need to educate our own, own staff. And we also need to educate uh, the Competency. Citizens. Yes, com uh, capacity building and competence building. And we also need to educate our citizens like, uh, and also communicate with the citizens like why we are doing uh, the things we are doing um, and that's the only way how we gain the trust from the people. So competency builds trust, delivery builds trust, mm -hmm. uh, user-centric services which are feeding our uh, sort of satisfaction with the way, the way things are being run in society obviously builds trust too so we can also give them more money and we say well take my money and give me personalized services. Yes, and maybe the technology itself is not um, purpose. And no. You yeah. have to keep in mind. Quality Always. of life. Quality yes. of life. Yes. Anything uh, else there to add? Yes. Uh, and we would need an Estonian self-esteem also in this Abs area. Absolutely. Are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just a, a short result on the question or the poll where it comes to digitalization in the public sector. Which approach do you think is more effective? Embracing calculated uh, risks and innovation, of course, 54%, of course, who wouldn't have that? But there was 8% eight, uh, 8 who said it's complicated and uh, the people on stage should answer that. Uh, people don't count on this panel to answer this question. <laughs> so, they know better. Uh, do we have any more questions from no. the audience? Thank you. We have two more minutes, is that correct, Valdis? Yeah. Great, uh, I want to finalize. Uh, so we have two minutes to, to finalize, so 30 uh, seconds each of us. Walking into 2024 with a speed that all this gave us at the beginning, we didn't have ChatGDP 12 months ago. Not to mention derivatives of ChatGDP, which is burnt, you know, startups uh, flying around every, every new month. What is the one thing you would like not to miss in your institution and we'd like to advise and suggest for others moving forward in 2024? Let's start from uh, Estonia and move and uh, end up with uh, Ted. Kylie? Mm. Advice, as you say, uh, note to self in 2024. Uh, don't forget the users and uh, do everything for the citizens. And um, user satisfaction is uh, maybe most important. And don't forget to ask it and to use it, uh, the feedback you are getting. And build trust by yes, that. And indeed. then being able to create this new society. You know, uh, over to uh, yep. Tampere. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, take the people in, uh, engage the citizens and communities, uh, and also um, we need massive scaling up of, uh, of investments and uh, dedication of resources, so that's one thing. Uh, and we also need to maintain the strategic continuity. It's, it's not a, there's no quick wins here, uh, it's a marathon. It's going to take time. Yeah, it's going to take time. So we need patience and uh, we have to remember that there's always going to be those people who say that oh, it's not going to work, it's not going to be a success. The, the haters. Yeah. We know so them. 
forget those and then let's concentrate on, 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 on right things. And uh, the technology is there, the data is there, now it's time to make the data work for the people. Iveta? Yeah, talking um, about digitalization, uh, we, we always talk about uh, technologies, processes, but at the end of the day, we do this for our customers, for, for uh, society, for entrepreneurs, and I believe that uh, digitalization can also help to improve entrepreneurs' experience in collaboration with, with state institutions. Yeah, and, and, and I believe that this could, could guide us to better future in, in, uh, in cooperation, both talking about cooperation and also about further uh, process of digitalization. Okay. I like the optimism in this panel. Uh, will this uh, optimistic note on, on finalizing? Oh, of course, and uh, I would like to add two things. Uh, communication, I believe, is critical. Sometimes cities implement solutions citizens really don't understand why mm -hmm. and uh, what it, it will do. So communication is critical and uh, don't try to do everything yourself. Create partnerships. Yep. Use other resources, other companies, other cities, other uh, states, like one of the leading states, Latvia. Great. Hey. So, <laughs> Partnerships, uh, using EU fun, uh, funding, more investments, more boldness, and above all, building trust with our end users so the services are intuitive and help to uh, build quality of life in our cities and our countries. Along these lines, round of applause from the, from the audience. Thank you, Uldis Atrachuks, uh, CEO of uh, TET, uh, Ivo Strupkaya, CEO of... Uh, CEO of the, Director of uh, Investment Agency, is that correct uh, way of say, saying things, right? Director of uh, Acting Director. Great, Acting Director. Mina um, Sapiska uh, Alto, Senior Expert at Baltic Institute of Finland, uh, City of Tampere. And uh, Kylie Tamsi, Chief Officer, Ministry of Economics Affairs and Communication in Estonia. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm.